Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard, and I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Boys. Yeah. Oh, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude, get in the shower, or we're throwing all your cook gear in, bro. No, like, no chance I'm going to bowl you. 19th century Pax Britannica. It's game three. It's Lords. It's 2-0 to India. Indy make 169. England find themselves 9 for 118. Charlie Dean, 47, not out batting at 9. There's 16 to win off 7 overs. Deepthi Sharma, what are you doing? What are you doing? There's a man, Cad. It's all over. It's 3-0 India. And there's scenes. Oh, and there's scenes on the internet. And what better way to have this kind of discussion than over the internet? Sam Perry, how did it make you feel? Oh, I was elated. (laughs) (laughs) Shirts off. I mean, this, this, this incident was like, you know, baked, fried, cooked, thrown into the kiln deliberately for the internet yep. as far as I could see. Absolutely uh, perfect. This is the biggest women's game ever in England as far as I could tell. Right. 15,000 people mm-hmm. at the home of cricket. They poured at, in. At, at Lords. Oh, was it at Lords? And as we've been told by people on various sides, there were families there. Oh, what about there the were, children? There were children. Somebody <laughs> think of the children. You know, it's at the home of cricket and the touring side, the upstart Indians. Yes. You know. The country who dares to do it their own way. Right. They ice a tense game <laughs> via a run out or for the purposes of reflecting the lingo, a man cad. Mm-hmm. Man cad to win the game at Lords. I'm having a piece of it <laughs> from a comedic perspective. It's Michael Jackson popcorn gif everywhere. It's Asian century stuff. Big time. You know, the man cads now arrived on English shores right. at Lords. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, you know, to the to the definitive reaction to this incident on, on this here show. Yes, I'm finally. I'm happy to say that finally. arrogantly. Yeah. Like, you know, so, some might say this incident's developed into a full-blown culture war. Both sides have already carved out their positions. Yep. It's trench warfare. No one's going You're anywhere. You're digging in. Oh, There's yeah, nothing. Yeah. There are no combinations of words oh, no, that's no, going to no, change no, no, anybody no. from their position. Defend your side with your life. This is, it's a culture war. It's a geopolitical war. It's a tribal war. Everyone's dug in. It's a Steve war. It's a Steve war. <laughs> Some might say, hey, 
It's not organised fire country. In fact, people from both countries think different things. Forget that. That's nuance. Mm-hmm. Bin. But I think for Aussies, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, and, I think, and I think we have a strategic decision to make. Okay. Here, because do you side with England? Mm-hmm. Even though there are people who think different things in England. So forget about that. All right. It's a little asterisk at the bottom. I understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But do you side with England? Like, dear old mother England. Safe, paternal, fraternal England. Mm-hmm. You know? Empires in decline, but wonderful cricket grounds. Better the devil you know. Good afternoon teas. Very good TV. Yeah. Very good music. Sure. The Queen, regal stuff. Yep. Safety. King, sausage fingers. Or do you align yourself with India? Okay. Asia, the present, the future, the economic centre, the centre of modernity, owners of the Gabba, the country with the most people that control you online. <laughs> can troll you. So, tradition, civility, old money versus and decline versus modernity, new money, future, Ashwin. This is Australia's US versus China foreign policy this is debate. This is it's a tough decision. It's tricky. And I feel pressure. Yeah. I feel more pressure on the internet for, for where we land on this yeah. than I did with Future of Cricket stuff, with yeah. Sandpaper, mm. with all of this sort of shit, you mm. know? like. Mm. And I just want to note one thing as a starting point. Yeah. A female Indian cricketer winning a, cricketer winning a tense one day at Lords via ah. Mancad will never, ever not be funny <laughs> on some level. <laughs> yeah. Like, it has to be funny. Yeah. We, we have to fight for this. Yeah. It, it, there, there has to be admiration. Yeah. On some level, for yeah. the sheer capacity for shithousery in that context. Sure, sure. And and one of my favourite things about this is the way that that shithousery from Deep Sharma. There can't be any debate that it was shithousery. We mm-hmm. can, it was in the laws. Yeah. What Deep Sharma did was in the laws. Right. But the way that it intersects with the guardians of shithousery. Right. Male cricketers like Stuart Broad, mm-hmm. the ab- the absolute king of yep. shithousery. You mean the Nighthawk? Nighthawk. <laughs> who celebrates shithousery the way they might celebrate the birth of their own children. Great cricketers do this as well. Mm-hmm. But then the same people simultaneously regard this as beyond the pale. You know, the, the most wonderful piece of shithousery is the most inappropriate shithousery. It's, the contradictions are just delicious. And worth exploring sociologically as well, I think. Um, I think it's one of the best things to happen to cricket in a long period of time. It's up there with the burning of the bales of the ashes by uh, by Lady Janet Clark, which itself was an act of shithousery. JC. Look at the history. The Victorian cricket team wearing shorts. The European Cricket League. And now this. They're my opening remarks. Okay. Before I said, uh, think of the children, and I do feel that pressure thinking about the children who are about between the ages of eleven and fifteen, you know, uh, you know, racially vilifying us for choosing one side or the other on the internet. You have to think about the children in that capacity. <laughs> My children <laughs> who will be reading this in twenty years. This is as close to. Uh, the culture war debate, as perhaps cricket may ever get, mm-hmm. left versus right, no one listening to the other side, there is no balance, there is no nuance, there's no room for either of those two things, let mm. alone Gary balance mm-hmm. and what happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Less said the better. You know, Pez, when I watch it, deep down in my soul, I feel like it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And I want to use strong language like disgrace, embarrassment, wrongdoing except 
except she did it like 72 times beforehand. Dean. That, that Charlie Dean was like, you know, so, I mean, come on. Come on, Charlie. Stay in your ground. I think that's fair to say. I also think that T20 cricket is removing its – it's not removing. It's moving so far away from the traditional formats, i.e. test cricket, where I think like the a man cat in a test match is so much more – than then a mad cat than a T20. I'm just going to keep using the term mad cat, even though I know some people don't like that. Um, and that I just think that this is ju- this is just going to be what it is now. Uh, you know, I just I just think that like the I I think I fall back to the idea that just stay in your ground because that's just what it's going to be now. And I and but when I watch it, I'm like, ah, oh, nah, 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 nah. I mean, I I've been in a game where it happened and the game basically stopped, like it was. It was fucking, it was like, you know, the looks on the faces from the England balcony. I reckon it was, that was more shocking than that time in a county game when a bow and arrow came on the field. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that the oval? Yeah. Like, the, the, the ground had to be evacuated because someone fired a bow and arrow over the fucking stadium. Different types of looks. Like, you know, one Different. was like, one was like, <laughs> is there a terrorist attack? And the other one's like, you bitch. You yeah, it was. It was. You know, so I'm just um. Yeah, it's 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 con- it's a conflicting one. It's a, it's an interesting one. Of course, like a lot of the <laughs> yeah, it is a, a lot of the players, you know, say like, nah, I'm just never going to do that, and that's that's not the wrong answer. But I don't think the other side can be like, well, you know, if someone's walking out of their crease quite blatantly at certain points, seventy two times in a match, I don't think that you can't not do it then. So, I mean, come on. But then, then there's other I elements. I just don't want to lose Twitter followers. But, <laughs> but then there's also, but then there's also the, the idea now that Deepthi Sharma said in the interview, just like, no, well, we told the umpire and we warned her. And then, and then Heather Knight, who wasn't actually playing, but of course is England captain, who was in the ground, I believe, that day, that, that fateful day, she said like, no, that didn't happen. And now it's like, perfect. This is fucking getting even better. Now, now there's, now there's uh, accusations of lying involved. This is getting even better. Um, It'll go to court. Hopefully. And it should. Hopefully. Hopefully. Old court. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, there's like 27 other angles here. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, I like the, um, the stain your crease nonces. Because, of course, you should stay in your crease. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about, isn't it? No, uh, there are people. There are people. People out there saying we don't have a problem if you stay in your crease. Mm-hmm. Everyone is looking for advantages in cricket at different times. You, you take advantages where you can get them, mm-hmm. and you take the risks that come with that. Like it, I find staying in your crease like strangely like one dimensional and like facile kind of. You know, oversimplified response yeah, it's, to it's, everything it's, it's going vapid. on, like, um, like, you know, lo- laws should generally encompass like a moral and emotional dimension to, like, a good law does that. And I think sure. people's issue isn't with like people's issue shouldn't be with Deepthi Sharma. People's issue, if you've got a problem with a man cat, you you've got an issue with the law of it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and. I don't think there's enough conversation about like what makes people uncomfortable about a man cat, you know, like this is like socially speak, sociologically, why, why do people get uncomfortable about this 
particular style of dismissal, um, for which a lot of people reply, but it's the law. There should be no discomfort, as though the law, like the law, makes it virtuous yeah, yeah, in yeah. and of itself. Yeah, it's no, like, no. like I've seen people suggest that just because you. You're only uncomfortable because your dad told you to be that way when you're growing up. It was like, well, yeah, well, why was my dad uncomfortable with that? You know, why? Mm-hmm. And, and like, like for me, and I've said this on the show before. Like, I think the general discomfort with this style of dismissal is it's about it's the gaining of a wicket without delivering a cricket ball. The the the, the ball doesn't. I think on some level, like there's some fundamental need for the ball to be bowled to a bat before anything material can take place. To which people will say, well, if you don't punish it with a dismissal, then people will continue to cheat on their runs. You know, like it is the deterrent for staying in your crease. But I, I, I think there are other deterrents that would be more proportionate to the advantage being gained. Mm-hmm. Like a five-run penalty, if an umpire or judges are better to be doing this. Um, people might say, well, that's too much for umpires to do. But... Um, I know. I also think with a man cad, like there's like there are fast bowlers who are running in too fast to be able to affect that kind of dismissal as well. Like it just creates all sorts of problems. Um, I think the specific one with Deep Dishama is that like, so even though Charlie Dean did it so many times, much much more blatantly than like than the one that were actually she was given out. Now the one where she's actually out, Deep Dishama absolutely does a like a roast dinner. Mm. Um, she sells it. She had no intention of bowling that ball, and I think like. Now this is the perfect element with like the internet style uh, of, okay. the, of this of this debate, where like if you if you freeze frame the screenshot at the right mm. time, that can that can perfectly reflect your argument and the argument you're trying to, trying to make. Now there's obviously there's one where she's halfway down the wicket. It's like, well, see, she was doing it, but then then there's the other one where like Deep Dishama's back foot is already down and like her arm is like somewhat towards being delivering the ball, and then and then Charlie Dane's still in the crease. So it's like <laughs> I feel I feel like Deep Dishama just chose the wrong chose the wrong ball to actually do it because she was doing it far more egregiously at different points of the match. Um, so can't <laughs> I mean can't can't both be right? Like, uh, or do you have to? Or do you have? Because like, when I watch it, I was going to say, oh, do you have to pick a side with this? Because I feel like both are wrong. And I feel like that in T20, this is just how it's going to be. This is going to become, it already is a much more legitimate dismissal. And I think we're going through some pain of developing that relationship to the dismissal. Mm. But, um, but when I watch it in that moment, in that circumstance where like there was a partnership building, 16 to win, seven overs left, mm. you know, nine, blah, 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 series already won. There's all this context to it. And then that happens. I'm like, oh, that is fucking, that is so mm. grim. That is so grim. But then like, I, don't, I didn't watch the game. And then like, but then you see, you know, um, some Twitter people who like watch the whole thing back and then they document each time she did it. And I was like, ah, okay, well, yeah, she's, she's doing it a fair bit and she's going down a fair bit and like people already people already are aware of this relationship to the man cat. People, people mm. are doing it. You've seen it done before. Oh, I'd be so embarrassed you, if I was Charlie Dean specifically. You're, you're putting yourself right in the mixer of like, well, it can happen. And then it did happen. I agree with you though. The idea that you can just say, well, just stay in your crease, no problem. I mean, that's just, it's too simple for that. And like, mm. I think Scott Styrus had a very good tweet about this. Yeah, I, I thought Styrus' tweet was good. Uh, do you have it there in front of you? I do actually, if I can find it it uh, sort of sums it up in relation to if you if the law yeah, like he says uh, I, he said don't make the laws of cricket conflict with the spirit of cricket right and we won't have a problem yeah I guess some some people st- the strident uh, like proponents of of the man cad which is a name proponents should own 
really, you know, Mancat should be proud of being having a dismissal named after him. Oh, yeah. I'd love a dismissal named after me. You don't get bold, you get peasant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're fucking peasant. Yeah. Uh, with respect to the bold family. But, um... <laughs> People will people will say, well, it isn't it is in the spirit of the game. It's the appropriate deterrent for people who are cheating, and you know, it's like, well, or, or people who are creeping out of their crease. Like, like, oh, cheating is such a strong. Term, I don't know, isn't man. It? Yeah. Like, what about like? Uh, I don't want to get too specific about this, but what about like? If a man cad ends up, be, I'm just going to call. I know that it's a, it's a stigmatized word, and it's run out and non strikers in. It just rolls off the tongue nicely, yeah. and and Vinu should should own it, but like. If a man cat becomes a more legitimate form of dismissal, particularly in like T20 games where inches are important and, and batters try and creep right. out of their crease, why would an I, for example, let's say I'm at the non-striker's end and Astrid's coming into bowl mm-hmm. and a man cat is as legitimate as, you know, getting the, the striker caught it on the boundary. Right. Why don't I stand out of my crease as he's coming into bowl opening up to him the possibility mm. that a man caddies on mm-hmm. and actually go back into my crease, mm. pop out again, back now in. Now he's distracted. Pop out. Now he's distracted now as he's, he's like, coming into Now he's bowled two lengths. Now, well, now he's going like, where am I? I've got two guys I've got to try and get out of here. Yeah. I'm like, I know that's a bit of a, um, maybe a little bit. Of, I like it. Uh, yeah, but like, you could you could throw a bloke off. Yeah. Right? If, if he's like, because there's a wicket on the line here. Mm. Like, I actually think the five-run penalty mm. is more likely to deter batters from doing it because an umpire can call it and it's because it's not a dismissal in and of itself and it doesn't create a stigma, um, I think an umpire is going to feel more open yeah, to, to penalising yeah. five runs. And yeah. if, you, if you cost your team five runs by yeah. doing it, they're going to be blowing up at you. Yeah. I actually think people are more likely to stay in their crease. And there are, you know, there's this element of this conversation that where there's a bit of have you played the game? Yeah. And to actually delve into that would be to um, find that it's not quite right either because there are people who've played the game at higher levels on both sides of yeah. this as well. So it's not – if you've played the game, you're against it. I saw Jason Gillespie this morning say, exactly. stay in your crease. Stay yeah. in your crease. Like, there are heaps of people who are like that. Don yeah. Don Bradman was like that and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. different kettle of fish, <laughs> DB. Yeah. But, um, more on that later, by the way. <laughs> yeah, more, more, more on that later. You know, when you when when you do play cricket, an umpire will tell you if you're getting close to the crease for a no ball, right. for example, right. or you were really close that time, you may yeah. have been over, yeah. you know, and or, yeah. or whatever. An umpire might tell a batter at the non-striker's end, uh, you're, you're, you're creeping too early, you know, yeah. or you're looking too early to me, stay in. Mm. I just think that, like, if maybe this is going too far. Maybe this is like the people who are against gay marriage and say it'll turn into bestiality. I don't know. Right. But, like, if a man can <laughs> becomes... If a man cad becomes a really legitimate form of dismissal and you start yeah. looking for it and players yeah. are on both sides are like this is on, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I start fucking around with the bowler? But you know, yeah. in the way like you might stand out of your crease when someone gets it at short cover and go have a throw at the stumps and you just stand out of the stumps and then yeah. put your bat in. Why right. don't you do that? Why do I get the feeling like if that was the case, the umpire would tell the non the non striker to be like, Can you just start in this crease, please? Like almost that's, you- a, that's a spirit of the game right, thing, is it? Right. But it's like, but he can get me I'm, and can the bowler in that situation if I'm out of my crease, as they start their run-up, can they just fucking run me out, yeah. underarm the ball at the stumps? I just think that, like, if we're serious about legitimising this form of dismissal because there are inches of the game to exploit, mm. like, let's have a look at some of the places it might lead. Because I, I don't think legitimising man-cads, and it is legitimate, by the way, by the law, mm. right? Mm. But I think if it becomes a more a more accepted form of dismissal, then you've got to take with it some of the offshoots of it, some of the strands that will develop. And I reckon it leads to a shit house place. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, and now I reckon that's why people have a – like part of why people have a instinctive issue with the form of dismissal. Yeah. I don't think anyone disputes that it's in the laws. It is yeah. in the laws. Right. Right? But I actually do think that the general feeling of discomfort with it should mm. be explored a little bit more. And I mm. think it's to do with the feeling that a cricket ball should be bowled. Now, I just want to be really clear. Deep Sharma was allowed to do what she did. And I think it's a um, – and, and India wins the game. And – that's it. I don't. I don't really understand the like. Well, that was the wrong moment for her to do it. I think there's always, you know, every dismissal is legitimate as any other at any point in the game. Uh, she doesn't have any different kind of um, moral obligations depending on where she's playing. That sort of shit. I just think the law creates these problems, and Scott Styris nailed it. I think that the the dismissal of the batsman on the basis of this. Um, action is like it's a fucking death penalty, and I think we all feel uncomfortable with the death penalty in this in this scenario. You know, send send them to jail, send send them to five penalty run jail or mm. ten penalty run jail, whatever the crime might be. Because I I do I, I agree with you entirely that I feel like an umpire would be more comfortable to punish the batsman in that regard rather than to completely remove them from the contest mm. in itself. And then in this instance, it's so heightened because it's the end of the series and you know match winning and all that kind of stuff. Um, but. Uh, uh, Non-strikers should start fucking with the bowler, with all that sort of stuff. Like mm. if, it, like, just see what happens. I don't think it will be. It's a, it's a disaster. Like, is a non-striker fucking with the bowler? Mm. Is that against the spirit of the game? Mm. Probably. And in, in the yeah. same way that, like, a you know, a fielder can't like run twenty meters to one side when the bowler's coming into bowl. Yeah, that's you know true. I mean? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Just distracting of the yeah. batsman. Um, there's a, uh, in my observations of the arguments on the internet about this, where you've got to choose your side. So, um, sorry, defend your team. Mm. Um, so staunchly there's a real like ownership of cricket stuff happening as well in yep. this, in that, like, I, I think especially with, you know, with England and India's relationship with India, you know, ever since 1947 and, and, and whatnot, where it's like, and you saw this with like the Shastri and Coley rain where it's like, we're fucking sick of you telling us how yeah. to play and how to be and mm-hmm. how to live, calling fucking our cities Madras mm. and um, Bangalore mm. and Bombay mm. and other ones that I can't think of. Um, Calcutta. Thank you. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like um, there, there, it does seem wrapped up in that as well. And so when it happens at Lords, where it's, it's even more pronounced this, this sense of um, patriotism and nationalism, identity and sense of self. And I, I sense as well with India that like the cricket team is their looking glass through the rest of the world and they're so proud of their team because mm. they're so good at this sport and all of cricket is going towards them. Mm. And now's the time. And now it's like, I'm not even that convinced that, I think that that argument of like just staying your crease just is a little bit like, I don't I'm not necessarily believe this is true, but I'm fucking sick of you cunts mm. telling me how to play cricket and how to be and how to live. You know, mm. I think that's wrapped up in that as well. Mm. When it's when it suits them as well. Sure, yeah. sure. But I mean, you know, yeah. just staying your crease is no problem. Yeah. Just fucking well, I, I, it is forgotten. Someone should dig this up. But we, several years ago, we asked Pat Cummins whether right. we, could, we could have dug it up ourselves, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else wants we to do asked it. the current Australian <laughs> test captain whether, you know, he would wheel away in celebration <laughs> to win if, the Ashes. <laughs> if he man Jimmy Anderson to win the Ashes on the final day of the fifth <laughs> test. And he said, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, uh, all in jest, of course. Yeah. He'd never do it. Oh, he'd no, never, never do it. Not, not our Pat, not Aussie Pat. But that, it's funny. That's <laughs> it. I, I find that like, I find the contradiction 
of like grade cricket and grade cricket as being the like the fucking emperors of shit housing, right, right, tending yeah. to be also be the ones who go, "That's the worst thing you could do." Yeah. Like this sort of honor among thieves thing. Like, yeah. oh, I'll I'll fight you with a knife mm. at a knife fight, but if you bring a gun, you know, see you later. That's wrong. Mm. Like it's, a, it, it's sort of sort of a, a mafioso code. Mm. We can fuck with each other all we want. You know, it's like in cricket, like there's there's fewer better feelings in cricket than like yelling at a frightened geriatric umpire to give a dismissal and everybody just laughing in the circle together because you've just, you know, enacted one of the great cons. Mm. Uh, And then, you know, the opposition batter walking off upset Mm. because you've yelled at an old old person. Yeah, and then then someone on the the fielding team runs past the bat and says, bad luck, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like (laughs) that that is kind of enshrined in the game. We don't talk about the spirit of cricket like that. Well, sort of. But... uh, but it's like, but this, but this like for, for like grade cricketers or club cricketers or whatever, not to speak for all of them, but this is like, no, you, no, no, you don't do that, mate. You don't do that to your worst enemy, mate. No, exactly. It's just like, okay, I, I, like, I'm a bit confused by that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like to the Cummins thing. Like we sort of, if you're on the side of Mancad, like it's actually an easier position to take. You just, you just kind of like, kind of like, no, this is just one of the great acts of shit. Like, it should just be a wicket. Let's play. And it's mm. funny. And if it annoys somebody, that's mm. really good as well. And yet, and yet it bothers people. And mm. I think that bothering is worthy of um, exploration. I just don't think it gets explored enough in the cricket conversation. Like, what, mm. where does it come from? Why does Ricky Ponting think, no, it's wrong? Mm. Why does Nasser Hussain react mm. instinctively like that? I, I think there are worthy and valid reasons to walk through or to work through with that rather than just dismissing it and saying it's some kind of, um, I don't know, like it's some kind of, hangover from old outdated notions of civility like yeah. it, it is for good reason yeah and i think it's a it's valid to explore but i thought what deep disharman did was like it was in the laws and good for her the issue is with the law mm. you know like <laughs> like they're getting interviewed at the airport and there's like big presses and like it's just easy to be like what's the problem oh i reckon there's probably a bit of a problem going on yeah here. yeah like, i don't understand just, like but people who say oh, i don't understand the problem just staying yeah. crazy it's so facile yeah like, there, there is a there is a problem let's work through it let's work through the problem mm. it's a social it's a, it, it there there's there's morality wrapped up in it they're actually quite interesting conversations about what cricket means to people and stuff i don't think any either side should should just so um, sort of dismissively reject the other. And I actually think that well, it's just the law is the is the easy um, is the easy answer at the moment. I don't mm. think people have problems with mancads for like just to be difficult. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. TJ says live shows are coming back. Oh, just before we get onto that, sorry, just Goswami retired. Oh yeah, some other stuff happened in the game. Don't worry about that. Uh, she is a true <laughs> titan of the women's game. Like she, she, she's played since leading wicket taker of all time. Is she nineteen fifty three ODIs, highest wicket taker in ODI history. Five World Cups. Thirty nine years old. Bold wheels early in her career. Um, I, I want to say some numbers: twelve tests, forty four wickets at seventeen. Best of ten for seventy eight. Two hundred and four ODIs. Two fifty five wickets at twenty two. Best of six for thirty one. Sixty eight T twenty Is fifty six wickets at twenty one. Best of five for eleven. Two for thirty off ten in her last game. Dominant. Uh, best player of the year, 2007. Uh, yeah, I, 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 worthy of, of noting. And I hope that I hope that she particularly enjoyed the way that game finished, you know, as oh, any yeah. real cricketer would. Of course. Mm. My, the highlight of her career for mine was when England gave her a guard of honour, showing great respect for the traditions of the sport in a real showing for the spirit of cricket. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, you said something earlier. TGC live shows are coming back. We're back on stage, baby, in Australia. And we got one coming up in Melbourne. Melbourne on November 2. We have a very special guest joining us on stage. He's a young man named Will Bukowski. And that's right, it is actually the Will Bukowski, the guy who played for Australia that one time. We're excited for that. We're excited to be back on stage. What more information do you want to give? <laughs> uh, tickets go on sale on Friday. If you're listening to this, it's Tuesday, September 27, as we're talking. T- general sale tickets go on uh, yeah, 30 September. I'm not sure exactly the time yet. We'll get in, t- we'll, we'll get in touch with you. Uh, but 30 September... Uh, however, if you would like a 24-hour jump start on that to guarantee your ticket, uh, and by the way, have we said it's at the Corner Hotel? That's oh, yeah. probably a helpful piece of information. Um, if you do want a 24-hour head start, patrons of the Grade Cricketer are going to get pre-sale access. So patron.com forward slash Grade Cricketer. If you want to access those tickets to the Corner Hotel on Wednesday, November 2, it'll be 7.30 p.m. start. You can go to patreon.com forward slash grade cricketer. Uh, if you sign up to the $10 a month tier, he's getting into some X's and O's here, you're going to get 20% off that ticket with a special code. So if that interests you, sign up to Patreon. But otherwise, yeah, live show. We're live and in the flesh, saying things that you can't say on the show, basically. Saying things that you can't publish uh, on Wednesday, November 2 at the Corner Hotel and those tickets go on sale on Friday. You're going to get all the info about that on socials in the next couple of days. And, of course, pre-sale at patreon.com forward slash great cricketer where you get hashtag AskTGC Fridays, amongst other things. And you might remember over the course of time, you know, we like to put in some tracks uh, and mm. we, got, we get some contributions. This one's coming in from Gus this week. And last week we spoke about The Last Suckle, which was a story that I heard at a wedding that I was at last week. Um, involving a groom breastfeeding on his own mother the night before the wedding, of which they then called off the wedding. Um, and you know what? Here's what you get. You can listen to this right now exclusively on patreon.com forward slash Greg. You can download this track, and here it is right now. The sister of the bride knocks on the door of the groom the night before the wedding. Fuck me. The night before the wedding. Opens the door. What does she see? She sees the groom to be breastfeeding on his own mother. That's what I said. And I said, why do they call off the wedding? You're listening to the Grey Cricketer Podcast. (laughs) And that is your new ringtone. India 
have just beaten Australia in a bilateral T20I series, two matches to one, and we are asking, what are we going to do with Cam Green? What are we going to do with Cam Green? We already know he's two metres. But what are we going to do about this guy that's the best player in that series? He's bowling sensationally. Last game, we took another 14 of three overs. He hits the second fastest T20I 50 for Australia ever. He hits the fastest T20I 50 against India ever. And this is his first go at the sport. It's his first crack at this sport. We don't know what he's like with the man cat just yet. That's to come. I'm sure he's good at it. Is, oh, he's, got a good, he's got a good wingspan. We know mm. that. <laughs> Top of his mark. That's right. <laughs> and now there's questions about this. Well, this guy's not in the squad. He's not in the squad for the World Cup, which is coming up, of course. So what are we going to do about it? Do you feel like he just by any means at all that he just fucking, this guy has to be in it? He has to be in it. Is that how you feel? Uh, y- y- yeah, but like, it can't. That they're, they're just so so technically speaking, like they can't add him to the side now, right? Mm. Unless there is an injury. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if we're being serious, which largely we're not, but he can only make the side if someone's legitimately injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there really shouldn't be any, and there's no suggestion that there's going to be any kind of. Um, misdemeanors that might see Cameron Green added to the squad. A coup d'etat. <laughs> a mishap, you know, if you will. But, um, and there are a few guys who, who are injured, but. They'll be checking the brakes of their, their car <laughs> every morning. <laughs> Seriously, like, but it, it's a really, it's a really interesting one. So like just for this series, which most of Australia wouldn't have watched because of India time zones and footy and all that kind of shit. Yep. Like Cameron Green opened the batting possibly for the first time in his life yep. in any form of cricket. He might've done it a couple of times, but he opened the batting basically the first time in his life for his country against India in India and destroyed them. He fucking smoked them. Two fifties out of two, three. And in the second game, he was run out, <clears throat> so, which is obviously, in, you know, I, I don't think that should be a dismissal. No, I agree. Um, I agree. Uh, it's against the spirit of the game. The of he the was saying it so well. Yeah, it's unfair. Right. Uh, I thought India running him out was against the spirit of the game <laughs> at the time. But um, yeah, he he absolutely booged them everywhere. At, mm. uh, like at over two hundred strike rate, he was mm. Australia's leading run scorer. He was Australia's best player in that tournament. Um, he took wickets. He took catches. And he was just doing fucking Cam Green things. He fucking it's, bats. It's he fucking bowls. Not like often that this the newest player in the side comes in and is the best player. Yeah, but that's what he was mm-hmm. uh, in this series. Mm. So, you know, yeah, like some of them are probably just like, well, if there is an injury, then we've got a good backup. Mm. Um, but I wanted to like, you know, to think to think seriously seriously about this. Like, there are a few. Um, selection questions for Australia heading into this World Cup where there are a few players who you feel who are outside that team who won the comp not even a year ago. Yeah. Won the World Cup not even a year ago. They won the there, comp. There are a few players who look like they'd be better suited to this team this year, you know. So Cameron Green being one, Tim yep. David being the other. Tim David also had a good series, got yep. made 50 in the last game. It was another contribution there as well. Generally looked good and yeah. he's probably the best finisher in the world, right? Yep. Um. But Australia, Australia are a vibes team in T20 cricket, and you can't forget that. And I know some people are forgetting I've that. Forgotten, yeah. they're, they're, a vi- they're a vibes. They're, they're a side built on vibes and friendship. 
Uh, and, you know, in an age of matchups and data and chop-outs, mm-hmm. friendship is a great intangible. And I think that's the argument that's going to be made around the selection table, and it is a selection table, and it's round. But, like, like one day someone's – we can't do it at the moment. One day someone's going to be able to quantify the impact of scare goggles on that tournament win last year. Yep. Uh, and the friendship that developed in that side – Led by the emerging alphas of the Australian cricket team, which is not, which is different from the established ones. Do you want me to talk about that for a second? The emerging there, alphas. There's an emerging alpha group uh, in that team: Zampa, Stoinis, connected to Mitch Marsh, followed by Mitch Swepson. Are they not the um, existing alphas? The existing alphas are Cummins, Hazelwood, Stark, Smith, Warner. They're Red Bull alphas established. Okay. Uh, but there's a these ones are an emerging strand of alpha okay. with a progressive streak. Yeah, they're rigs and beers, yeah. but friendship and feelings as well. Okay, I understand. You see what I mean? Just, just on the side. And they, they, they connect a few people as well. Okay. But they kind of led that T20 side a little bit. And yep. uh, there, there is, they, they will be entitled to say, like that side, that there was a chemistry to that win last year. Mm-hmm. There was a certain chemistry, a certain genus like, well, with that particular side, where they will say, we've earned the first crack at seeing if we can do it again at home because right. they won the comp. And that right. includes Finch as captain and all that sort of thing. Um, so, like, the, like, there's a thing called SROI. SROI. <laughs> Social return on investment. You know, these are methods for measuring values that are not traditionally reflected in financial statements. But you can, like, you know, you can put a dollar on things. So, like, you know, it's like for every one dollar invested in a literacy program or assisted people who, who need assistance with shelter, you know, you get the society gets $9 back. Got it. What's the SROI on scare goggles in this in the Australian right, side? Right. What's the SROI on an unlikely friendship between Marcus Stoinis and Matthew Wade? Right. You know, uh, in big moments where, you know, Stoinis is – Wade is saying, I'm coming for you, big fella. I'm yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. You can say what you want about Tim David's numbers and yeah. strike rate and size and form. Mm. Say all you want about those things. And we have. And we have. But what you, what can you say about vibe? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and this is the thing, mate, like, okay, yeah, Cam Green, Tim Tim David, physical size, safety, Australia's fucking big with them in the side, and that, that's also important for yep. the nas- national vibe. But, you know, like Australia, Australia, like, Australia's team from last year will feel like they've, they've earned the right, you know, like, uh, yeah. the num- yeah, the numbers may say Green has the dynamism and Tim David has the X factor. But this is Australia. Like we, we have rules that go beyond mathematics. You know, we have rights that need to be earned. Mm-hmm. We, we have conventions pertaining to dressing room conduct. You know, stories you can tell. Who bought the scare goggles? Who did that thing a few years ago with that other person that everybody you know likes? And I like that. I like that. I think that matters. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. That second one um, isn't the okay the. Pro- the problem with Cameron Green specifically is that I feel like there's a reason why he hasn't been involved in the T20 setup beforehand is that like he's traditionally played in the middle overs, which as we have learned, as we uh, develop our own literacy around T20 cricket, is that it's a completely different role and some would argue much more difficult role than that middle overs or the finishing role than it is to open the batting 
And then Cam McGrain is given a chance opening the batting after what we heard from uh, Andrew McDonald said they identified some aspects of his game which thought they might suit him. And it turns out it really, really has. So uh, Cam Green, for me, from what we've seen, if he's in the squad, if he's in the team, if he gets in there somehow, he's he, he ain't playing in the middle overs. He ain't playing from he ain't playing from four to seven. He's playing one, two, three, and I'm not even sure about three. I think it's I think it's either one or two for for Cam Green. Now, Warner obviously will play as our best T20 player ever. He will play. Now, Finch is the current captain of the Australian team, and Finch did okay in this tournament, in, in these three games here. I, I still think he's playing for his spot um, for that first game against New Zealand in another, they play another five or six games, I think, before then. Um, so that's Cameron Green. I, I think I think if Cameron Green comes into the squad somehow, although unless someone is injured, I don't know how he will. Though I suspect that there'll be conversations around how, to, like he he's now he's now in at one of our best fifteen T Twenty players, right? Tim David's a different one where I think I think Stornis might be in trouble with uh, with Tim David because Tim David is like Tim David might be the best finisher in the world. Um, so, and he is a direct replacement or he's in direct competition with Stornis because I think it's I mean the likely team if I could do that is going to be. Um, Finch, Warner, Mitch Marsh was either player of the tournament or player of the final last year and was sensational last year. So he will play. So he'll bat three. And then Smith, four. Maxwell, five. Stoinis, Tim David, six. Wade, seven. Then your bowlers. Wade obviously plays because he's the wicketkeeper and he's also been sensational for Australia in the last 12 months. And literally just won the IPL as well, although he was opening. Um, so... That's where I feel like Stoinis and Tim Dave are in the same competition for the same spot. Though that's if also if you keep Steve Smith. Because if you don't keep Steve Smith, then who bats four? I think the middle ground is probably Warner, Finch, Green, Marsh. Yeah. Uh, and Steve Smith misses out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I, – like it seems pretty nailed on that they're going to stick with Finch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and to be honest, in, in terms of you know punditry or whatever, the the influence of a captain in a T Twenty side is just one thing that I find very difficult to like make comment on. Mm. I mean, I'm joking before about the vibe stuff, but I, I do I, I do get the feeling that that side that won the comp last year will feel like they should get the first crack as well at this one sure. at home. Sure, and that how they feel and their chemistry uh, and the, the the general sense of togetherness that they have um, matters. Mm -hmm. And even the context of last year's tournament, which in the UAE, that side came together last minute and they built a siege mentality. If you remember Adam Zampa talking about, you know, taking tickets or whatever it was uh, of who had sledged them and said that they weren't going to perform well. I can't remember who that was. I can't, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) just they were sixth in the world and hadn't beaten anyone. Yeah. But but they they were born out of... um, adversity that side you know that they they, mm-hmm. they have they started from a position of people don't believe in us yeah and no one's saying that about them this time around they're sort of equal favorites and they're at home but they're you know many of them are not in the kind of most fashionable first 11 of that t20 side and i just i i wouldn't be surprised if like andrew mcdonald as coach gave some kind of credence to that chemistry that that side has until somebody falters and obviously that that's injury notwithstanding as well mm. um Though to your point, uh, yeah, I, um, 
it, it's it feels like it's gonna it's pretty hard to leave out Tim David. Mm. Uh, but it might just be one of those ones. Like usually, what happens in Australia is like they give first crack to the incumbents, and it's kind of their spot to lose. Mm. And if they don't perform, then you go. Uh, and I think the only player that, that probably doesn't apply to is is Finch as captain. I think it's just they they're just going to keep him. If he does enough, they'll keep him in the side. It's only mm. if Finch really really struggles in the mm. next five or so games that he'll he'll be in the gun. Which, to be fair, I feel like is possible. What about this one though, Pez? What about what about they all play and then Cummins doesn't play and everyone slides down one? So Wade's now batting eight. They got bigger overs there from Stoinis. They got overs there from Green. But I think that I mean. Pat Cummins' record in T20 cricket is interesting in that there's so much cricket in the last two years because of the novel coronavirus they've played in either the UAE or in India, and it doesn't seem to really suit his um, T20 bowling because he regularly goes for 10s mm. um, and not many wickets. In fact, he found himself out of um, Calcutta's team uh, in, in this year just gone where they didn't even make the playoffs, did they? So, um, yeah, but I, f- I feel like in Australia he'll be a lot better and also, he has hit the fastest ever 50 in the IPL um, when he took down Dan Sam. So, uh, I, so <laughs> no, I don't know. Just sort of fucking around with the team there. Um, what about uh, what about India? What 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 do we what do we take away from what do we take away from India? I mean, Coley looks good. His, his record against Australia is fucking amazing. <laughs> he scores 50 against Australia every time he plays against us mm. uh, in in either red ball or white ball cricket, to be fair. Um, but he looks somewhere near back to his best. He obviously broke the the 100 duck against Afghanistan and the glorious innings. But then the 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 game three in – was that in Hyderabad in game three? Um, he looked really good. He looked really good again. And Australia's answer, unless Zampa gets him out – uh, which he has done nearly 10 times, I think. Um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like Australia's got many answers for Coley. So for, in terms of for India, uh, who are now the number one team in the world again, um, despite crashing out of the Asia Cup and whatnot, but they've won nine bilateral series in a row. Uh, they, they, they've got a lot of good players. But I sense that Indian fans will be like, well, it's all well and good winning uh, you know, bilaterals. Any danger of some silverware? Uh, in this series, they were pretty ordinary at the start. They just come out of the Asia Cup. They look a bit disjointed, and they finish the series looking much more together and very mm. close to a first eleven. Really, in fact, I think their last game was their first eleven. Boomer came back into the side, right? Uh, and yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, it, it all revolves around Coley. He started to strike some form again, as was expected, even though it had been a long time since he scored a hundred, which he ended up doing against twos. Um, Suyakuma Yadav People haven't seen him out here I'm looking forward to people seeing him He's yeah, an absolute yeah, yeah. gun yeah. Uh, Axel Axar Patel was the best player in that series Curious to see how he bowls in Australia I think he's like a highly skilled spinner Not a lot of spinners do well out here Especially when they're not from Australia mm. uh, But I think he's good enough to do well And he's going to have a real look at us in the test series I would have thought uh, in, <laughs> he, he will be the leading wicket taker by a distance <laughs> Um <laughs> Uh, so and, and yeah, to your point, I mean, I- India just have a woeful record in ICC tournaments, and their fans will be worried about that. They're almost like the English football team; like mm. that you sort of you know all of their players, they're the mm. superstars, uh, but it, it struggles to come together in the big in the big tournament. Uh, but but then again, I, I think their fans should have high hopes because they they have games that are well set for Australia, uh, India. Uh, they're, they're set up; they, they bat well in Australia. I think they're a bit weak in the same bowling department after mm. Boomer, mm. uh, but otherwise, you know, they, they, they can light it up. Mm. Uh, but it's interesting. I think a lot of Aussie fans won't be aware that Rishabh Punt can't get a game in yeah. the T20 side, which is, which is incredible. They're playing Dinesh Karthik, yeah. uh, who finishes everything, but that's just how it, that's just how it is for India at the moment. 
but I don't know, mate, because then you were, I know later on we're about to talk about Pakistan, England. So yeah. they just have two absolute, there's just guns everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I think the T20 World Cup will be really good, but every side has fucking bulk firepower, really. Oh, mate, mate, South Africa. It, South Africa could do something. Exactly. Or not. One of those two yeah, things. That's right. There's two <laughs> options for South Africa, as there are many teams. Sri Lanka won the Asia Cup, you know, with an, exi- right, with right. an exciting they young side. They haven't qualified They're not yet. even in it yet. Uh, yeah. They could get dusted by Netherlands. Yeah, you know, exactly. Who, who themselves? They yeah, are, yeah, yeah. That's to be right. fair, yeah, the bad that's example, right. but I'll take your that's point. That's right. They've take got the point. 7-4 set up, yeah. you know, so that's, that's right. going more That's bats. right. Although they did just concede 700 against England in that series in Amsterdam, didn't they? Quite recently. So... Yeah, I guess uh, it'd be it'd be interesting. I think I think Jadeja will be an enormous miss. But yeah, but I mean, I'm actually just thinking about it. Punt didn't play any of those three games, which is no. He played the second one, but didn't get a gig. Like it, oh, it, did it he? Was, it was an eight over side. Uh, oh yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could I be so silly? Um, well, Australia lose that series, and we will never ever forgive them for it. Um, Pez the. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler, as all of these fair podcasts are, and we thank them their support dearly over the years. And of course, it's just getting into, well, we're, in, we're into spring now. Uh, you wouldn't tell. Uh, you couldn't tell in Melbourne, but it, it is in spring. Football season is over. Cricket season is upon us. Sydney grade cricket, Sydney test cricket started last weekend, Pez. That means cricket season's here. Obviously, Melbourne, for some reason, has been pushed back a week. We don't know why, but it has been pushed back a week. Well, it's, it's talk, talking to uh, intrepid reporter Max Hatsaglu, and if you do recognise that last name, he's the brother of Peter Hatsaglu, and it, it, he's working on the case as to why Victorian Premier Cricket has been pushed back a week. Couldn't tell me too much because it's his story, to be fair. Um, there's some suggestion that it's to do with horsies. Uh, and by that I mean spring carnival. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you think I meant? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I said horsies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, if it, yeah, if, if, if I, I guess, you know, it's been a big footy season in Melbourne and they need a break and they all obviously want to have a, you know, yeah, well, they, get, you know, get on the horses. Yeah, and cats won. So, yeah, cats yeah. won, get on the horses. Spring carnival. Come play cricket afterwards. That's right. Or just yeah. whenever you can. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Maybe, maybe, maybe might be sort of January, Feb this Opportunity year. Opportunity to keep fit ahead of footy season. But we are getting around the ordinary rig competition and the entries close uh, this coming long weekend. In fact, uh, the long weekend in New South Wales, that is. Uh, so that's October 3. We want your entries. Uh, get your ordinary rigs into us. Uh, we've told you how it all works. Chuck them up on socials. Tag us in. Tag in Budgie Smuggler as well. Uh, I think it's hashtag ordinary rig AUS. And yeah, the finals in Sydney. It's going to be an enormous circuit. You're going to get flown there. You're going to win 10K if you turn out to be a judge. Uh, the winner of the Ordinary Rig, 5K to you, 5K to your club or organisation of choice. If you've been thinking about it, we want to see some rigs. Tag us in, get Budgie Smuggler in there as well. Entries close October 3. T20 stars, Pez. Uh, more to come on this specific, uh, for this specific campaign on T20 mm. stars. But um, but we, we, had a, we had a net. We had a net on when was that well, that friday. was friday it was friday yep. we had a net at uh the junction oval during yep. the uh during the <laughs> victorian new south wales game um being played and uh you know most people actually stopped watching that and they poured into the nets uh. and they wanted to see what the boys are doing having a hit yeah and uh got to say like looking forward to that footage coming out you know and obviously like th- th- this is the sort of thing these are the sorts of things we'll do for partnerships we'll we'll literally cuck ourselves and our own techniques in front, you know, at the hands of 
the people online who are simply going to destroy yeah. how we look, what yeah. we look like. But that's what we'll do to review T20 Stars kit. Uh, you know, I'm gonna gonna withhold my views until that footage comes out about how I found the kit. Um, although I can say it was really good. <laughs> the kit's good. Um, and uh, what about the bloke using it? Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, well, I did. I did emerge from the net, which was a, which was a ball machine that we had. We had yeah, a ball yeah, machine yeah, yeah. each, and uh, I have one of the most enormous bruises on my inner thigh. <laughs> um, it is so big. It's so big. It, it's it's comically big. Yeah. Um, it was comical when I got hit there, to be honest. But um, to be fair, I did. We did wind it up. I think. I think that I'm remember if it was that one. If it was in that set, there was about 147, 148 clicks. It was. It was. It was. It was decent. It was humming. It was humming. And just tailed in that way. Yeah, just, the thing just with ball machines in. is yeah. like each ball is slightly different of those mm. jugs balls. Yeah. Some of them have little bits of the actual like uh, outside material cut off which then causes the ball to behave differently. Yeah. Or then some of them are uh, like differently colored as well. Mm. And so sometimes you'll like when you're starting to get afraid of the ball as yeah. I was yeah, at 145 Ks an hour, yeah. you see the different color about to be released and it just does you a little bit. You yeah. go, no, nah, I cannot yeah. move my body now. Yeah. Uh, and they're all they're the sorts of excuses you're going to get uh, with the, with yeah, the yeah, footage yeah. that we, we, yeah. we that, that we've produced and that will come out yeah. uh, ahead of what we should say is a scheduled net with Shane Watson. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen there, but um, <laughs> the point is we're going to be using T Twenty Stars kit. It is very good kit, and we do encourage you to get involved with it. You can skip the middle purse. You don't have to go retail. You don't have to go into bricks and mortar shops. You don't have to be accosted by staff. You don't have to sort of walk around with other people who are playing shots, uh, and you know who, who then distract you because their biomechanics are a little bit off. A little there. Bit off. Yours are off as well. Yeah. And I should say with the bruise on my inner thigh, um, that was not due to a T Twenty Stars kit malfunction. Function. That no. was actually a different kit that I was using for, no. for, for thigh pads. I just set pads pe- up um, with uh, three away and then one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the classic way to get me out so, um, <laughs> or to injure me. Uh, so if you want T20 Stars kit, order today. Uh, if you change your mind, you can just send it back. You can just send it back, no problem. All returns are on the T20 Stars team. If you're a friend of TGC, use the code TGC15. If you're not our friend, uh, you can use the code anyway um, and, uh, and and get 15% off the full T20 Stars range. You were saying before that there's a belting series uh, with some serious cricketers happening in Pakistan at the moment. Uh, first time England's been there since 2005, I believe it is, 17 years. Might be a little bit more than that. I can't remember exactly. Uh, at the moment, it's a seven... If it's a seven T Twenty I series. Um, they're playing the, the famous seven series now, big old sevens, um, and it's two apiece at the moment. Pakistan uh, won the no England won the first game rather. Pakistan made one fifty eight. Uh, Rizwan made sixty eight at the top at the top there, and then England made that with four balls to spare. Alex Hales in his first game back for a number of years, three three or four years, whatever, made fifty three on his return. The second T Twenty England made one ninety nine, not bad. Pakistan. Did that with three balls to spare, none down. Yeah. Rizwan hit 88 red off 51. And a young chap, Baba Razam, hit 110 off 66. Of course, also red. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. Um, in the third T20, though, England hit 221 for three. Harry Brook, 81 not out off 35. Ably supported by Ben Duckett, who made 70 off 42. And then Pakistan were well short. 158 for eight. Mark Wood took three for 24 in that game. He also bowled the fastest over ever by an Englishman. Um, a number of balls above 90 mile an hour, including one which was 97 miles an hour. He is fucking cranking it up. Um, 
and that's exciting for cricket, especially when he's coming to Australia in a little bit. Um, the fourth T20 the other night, Pakistan made 166. Rizwan again made 88. Rizwan's had a fucking brilliant series so far up in the batting for Pakistan. He's a great player. England fell three runs short. They needed five runs to win with 10 balls to spare and they had three wickets in hand and they lost three for two and they fell three runs short. Classic stuff. Uh, run out. Uh, Reese Topley just um, just hit one directly to um, catching mid-wicket <laughs> and then took off and then was run out the bowler's end. But uh, Harris Ralph took two wickets in two balls before then to uh, to really swing it into Pakistan's favour. So that's, that's what's happened in the four games so far. Um, it's actually been a brilliant series. I have I obviously have not watched um, these games um, because they've been either running parallel to the India-Australia games or um, they are just on Pakistan time, which is obviously heavily um, uninteresting for me in my life. <laughs> 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 but I've seen highlights. I have seen highlights. And there's, mate, there's some fucking serious cricketers being played, um, play, playing in this series. Uh, Rizwan, stunning. Uh, top of the order here. I think he's at 350s in four games so far. Mark Wood buying 97 miles an hour. Uh, Harry Brook into the side. Obviously, young chap, heavily wrapped, 81 of uh, 35. Plenty to like. Uh, plenty liked in the series. You have anything to say about Pakistan, England? Uh, Pakistan's kit, not to be a kit nonce, but it's really good. Really good. Um, so is England's, to be fair to them. Uh, one thing I like about Pakistan is, it, as usual, is the pace battery. Hasnain, um, Shaheen, who's obviously he's still returning, mm. Harris Ralph and Nazim Shah. Nazim Shah. Uh, yep. Harris Ralph, hat trick boy we talked about before, just missed missed leg stump. Yeah, ninety six mile an hour. He rolls absolute fucking wheels. Yeah. And never forget that he started in twos at West. <laughs> uh, both. I mean, ahead of this series, we were both like, and I think most people were like seven. Game T20I series. Are we serious? Yeah, come on. And it's turning into a belting series. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I know. It's really good cricket. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, unlike you, I stay up for every ball sort of between in the Aussie times of the sort of midnight through to 4 a.m. Yeah. And I have the Aussie India one on just a separate screen. Yeah. I haven't had sex in six years. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, uh, and then you sort of live your life in Australian time as well. So you actually just uh, don't sleep yeah, at all. Yeah, just get up and, yeah. and do it. Just get up but, and do um, it. Like uh, yeah, both both teams are really hammering it away at each other and mm. chiselling each other out a little bit. Like mm. England does have selection issues because Ben Stokes is going to come back in. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, I heard this on the Wisden Cricket Podcast. It's a really good cast uh, that Joss Butler said recently uh, that they're referring to the World Cup as as a bit of a free hit for England, which is sort of some strange verbiage ahead of a World Cup. But you know, then it's like, oh, they're just going to, on with are it. Are they trying to take a bit of you know pressure off themselves? Like, can't be. Uh, this point was made on their show. Like. Can't be that much of a free hit if, if Ben Stokes is deciding to play it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, obviously England are now going for relaxed vibes as well, a relaxed T20 vibes. Yeah, you know, of course. Oh, yeah. a free hit for ah, us. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how we go. Yeah. Can you imagine if the Organise a few free hits. Maybe that's what he means. Or <laughs> 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 well, maybe he's saying someone from Pakistan's chucking it. I yeah, don't, you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a free hit. It's three behind square, yeah. Uh, but... The, I just, I don't know, man. Like looking at these two sides, like they've got so many to come back in England as well. I think they got they but moved Butler's to Lahore now. Butler's and, not even playing. Well, but I think Butler's meant to play now. They're in Lahore. They're going to Lahore, the Lahore leg, and okay. Butler's going to come back in. Wood will. They're nursing him, but he'll come play some more. Wokes will come back in. Hasn't played for ages. 
Uh, they've still got Livingston to come back into the side as well later. Like they, yeah. like England. I mean, Butler and Hales up the top. Yeah, Stokes is coming in. Livingston. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be Stokes or Mo and Ali. I don't know. They, they uh, Harry Brooks come onto the scene, yeah. going really well. Mm. You know, they have firepower everywhere. Pakistan yep. seemed to be quite a well-honed T20 side. Asif Ali went ballistic the other day as well. Mm. Obviously, Rizwan, Baba. And they come out to Australia. We're all we're all guessing it's going to be hard and fast wickets. So there could be some mammoth totals. Yeah. On the other hand, could be with the BBL wickets. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> could be a tough watch. Yeah. I don't know. A little drive by on the BBL there, yeah, uh, yeah. which is nah. which is unre- unrequired. Well, but that, was, that was your own free hit. To be yeah, fair. yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I, you know, it is – I think it's all setting up for some um, some pretty explosive cricket. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I wonder with England I, – I think the team that wins the World Cup is going to be the team that wins the most games. Yeah, I think the nice. team that wins the World Cup is going to be the best bowling attack. And I just wonder with um, – that's why, that's why I feel like Pakistan might have something. There could be something for Pakistan because, oh, and because also of that bowling Sean attack. Tate's tweeting on behalf of them as well, and that's pretty fucking good. Sloan's out there; he's there co- yeah, he's coaching them. Sloan and the and the and the pace battery. It's pretty hard to ignore that. Does Sean Tate actually have a Twitter account because there's, 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 yeah. there's, there's a there's a fake one knocking about. Oh fuck yeah! I hope so. Well, I mean this one, this one I think he followed. I, I looked to see if he sort of followed us a little bit. You know, he's been done a live show with us, told yeah, some yeah, stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, follows twelve people, and he's followed by you know like fifty thousand or something. So I presume that was. That was a sort of saloon thing, but maybe not. I think I think it's a fake one because I've seen I've seen I've seen an account that's um oh, that's yeah. like it's like it's like broken English. So well, that's and as much as you know, Tate is 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 an Adelaide boy through and through. So I, that, it, potential. <laughs> I, I, I wonder whether he'd adopted some broken English to kind of <laughs> a, 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 as as like in, in a in a like. Uh, like bring, really bringing em- the group together? No, like, like a really empathetic way of oh, communicating okay. with his charges. I love you know? that. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that done before as well. Sure, sure. Shit. I, I, I miss that. Um, I just write say Sloan. There's other stuff uh, going on with Pakistan. Uh, Shah Massoud, who made, I think it was like 21 off 19 in the fourth game. Um, he's not He's not Pakistan's favourite. What do you got? What yeah. do you got? <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the blurb is, this is commentary account of Sean Tate. Yeah, yeah, uh, well. Well, yeah. it feels like it's probably a fake one. Yeah. Well, as long as we're following it, just to get He's fucking just doing some serious numbers. I mean, I'm happy if I'm Tate. <laughs> um, yeah, Shah Massoud uh, got. Uh, it, it, it was he was cheered when he when he got out in the um, when he went out in the in the fourth game, uh, which out. is which how did is, he go out? Yeah, how did he go out? Uh, I don't know with shoes on. Um, that's probably not what you want if you're uh, if you're playing in a home series for the first time in many many years. Um, and you're just doing your best for your country, and you're getting booed, uh, you're getting cheered when you get out, that kind of stuff. Um, so, as always, plenty going on with Pakistan cricket, but aren't mm. they fucking exciting? Yeah. Uh, Pakistan up there for consistently best kits. For me, West Indies high ceiling, high ceiling of kit, but Pakistan like retro stuff, new age stuff, Pepsi. I'm always, I'm always in the Pakistan kit, kit stuff. Yeah, yeah kit stuff. Sri Lanka high ceiling as well. Oh, Sri Lanka high ceiling. Yeah, like Australia, Australia's not produced anything. Mate, in it's for fucking, a while. It, mate, it's nowhere. It's dire. It's fucking nowhere. Why do we have to be so shit and uncool? Mm-mm. Why? I don't know, man. What is it? What does that come down to? Is it cultural cringe stuff? Why can't? Why can't? Like we, we, we've got good colours. We lack identity. Mm. We lack identity. Do we just like comfort in fashion too? You know, do we do, are we are we afraid? Are we afraid of being on the edge? Here's what vis a vis fashion. <laughs> Here's what I think. You know, when you go 
to New York and everyone's just fucking, everyone's looking great. Because mm-hmm. you can layer up in New York, right? Right. There's a higher fashion ceiling in New York. When you go to LA where it's just fucking 28 degrees every single day of the year, you don't need to dress up. You don't want to dress up. It's the same in Australia. You don't need to. You, you dress down. Because mm. relaxed vibes. That's a cultural thing, relaxed vibes. So you're saying the colder the, the colder the weather, the better the fashion? Yes, which is why Pakistan, obviously, a famously cold place. <laughs> <laughs> West Indies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, a couple of holes in that argument. couple of holes in that argument. Um, I don't know if you saw, Pez, uh, the, the recent hacking of um, the Optus Network in Australia. They call it the, the biggest data breach in Australian history. And the hackers have asked for a $1 million ransom. And I was just thinking that would be up there with one of the dumbest things you could possibly do. If you have possibly in the millions of people's information, passport numbers, addresses, phone books, etc., and you just ask for a million, like, what? You should be asking for way more than that. So don't be a fucking idiot. Just like those who don't use Manscaped. Nice. I thought we'd go back to the female host read again, he goes, because there's a little bit more to read with that. Okay. Because uh, we, we've already read out, like, who doesn't who doesn't love a man who can appreciate the finer things in life and stuff. If you are joining for the first time, Manscaped, basically, you know, it's something that helps you shave your balls and it doesn't hurt you and um, you get 20% off using the code TGC. doesn't hurt you or your doesn't hurt ones. you. It actually, It's a nice experience. Everything looks good. You don't you don't look prepubescent afterwards. Um <laughs> But they give you the Manscaped people give you a couple of bit of copy. You know, one is for a male host, one's for female. We've just started reading the female one, so I just want to get down into like some of the the, the way they talk about other products. Mm-hmm. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade his shower routine with the ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two in one shampoo plus conditioner. You'll have his you'll have his skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. There's just something about the language that I find a little bit um disempowering as a man you can upgrade his shower routine i do not want my shower routine upgraded by my partner or whomever i'm you know in some shower relationship with (laughs) (laughs) often 10 other men of a saturday afternoon (laughs) i can upgrade your shower routine okay the the um aluminium free Ultra premium deodorant for that cologne quality scent is on the go but it's not just his pit that's Pits that stank. Ladies, we know his balls can stink too. Thankfully, their Crop Preserver preserve Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve this problem for you. Once they touch his sack, he'll never go back. Uh, what about the Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature? Proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect his delicate parts and holes. Yeah. That's true, by the way, having used it. The best part is both are waterproof, so he can shave without the mess in your bathroom. Your bathroom. Wow. Your bathroom. Wow. Now, to be fair, and for the caveat, he may be living in a place that you pay rent in. True. Or own. Sure. Right? Yeah. But generally speaking, if you're living together, I'd like to think that the dynamic is that my room is your room. My bathroom's your bathroom. Mm-hmm. Your bathroom. What sort of stereotype is that Unbelievable. reinforcing? Unbelievable. What? It's, you know. It's your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the mail this week. Anyway, get 20% off all this sort of gear uh, and free shipping with the code TGC 
at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and TGC. <laughs> Hashtag AskTGC. Boys. I've been an avid listener of your pods and YouTube vids for a while now, and I'm not sure why, but I just feel the need to share my recent experience with you. It just feels like something you boys would get behind. Now, he hasn't written AskTGC, but I feel like he does want this read out. Ah. Ah, it's too late now. I mean, he's written the whole thing, so... What, did you send it to our website or email? Yeah, you emailed him. Right. Uh, I'm a token club spinner who can't really hold a bat at prem level. Still dollar a run, of course. So no danger of me completing the infamous century circuit chop. But recently I completed what what could be perceived as a bowler's version. The triple P. Poles, pints, and pump. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's see where it goes. A few weekends ago, I burgled five with some non-spinning leggies in the league game on Saturday, and we had had two T20 Cup games on the Sunday that no one really cares about. So as a team, we went on a circuit after the game on Saturday and consumed a few pints. As usual, things got messy. Most of the teams were home by two. Most of the team were home by two, as per Skipper's orders. I was staying with our opening stick, Jimmy, who suggested we stop off at his hairdresser's house before getting home. I was a bit confused by this situation as it was 2am and we both already had fresh skin fades. Nice. When we got there, he clarified that his hairdresser and her housemate were absolute rockets. I presume Trent rockets. And weren't going there to get trims. He was not wrong. They were indeed rockets, but he, fa- but he failed to mention they were actually 47. For reference, I'm in my mid-20s. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we got on with things. And I was getting intimate with the hairdresser in the living room as Jimmy cracked on with her rocket mate in the bedroom. Please stop saying stop rocket. Stop calling them rockets. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy relayed to me in the morning that they had stopped. That they had stopped as they heard some disturbing dialogue from myself, calling the forty-seven-year-old hairdresser stepmom repeatedly in an American accent. <laughs> Jimmy and the rocket came to see what was going on <laughs> and found the hairdresser pretending to be stuck in the sofa. Oh, my God. And I had asked her to shout, step song, I'm stuck. <laughs> At which point I came running in and tried to massage her, massage her out. Obviously, she wasn't actually stuck. I was pretty shit-canned at this point, but I had subconsciously decided to direct my own rendition of the classic Brazzers stepmom stuck scenes that I clearly have become far too accustomed to. Jimmy's rocket then asked him to do the same for her, and she then proceeded to pretend to be stuck in the adjacent sofa and requested he massage her out too. Jimmy acted with reluctance and hesitance, (laughs) asking what the fuck I've got him into, but ultimately seemed more than happy to oblige. I'll leave the rest of that night to your imagination. Obviously, I rocked up to the game a complete mess, and the oppo boasted Jake Weatherald as their overseas pro in their ranks, who continually bombed me 360 degrees over several houses, car parks, trees, but I didn't care. I had just completed a triple P. All I could think about was how safe I felt in stepmom's arms. And all I could hear was stepmom's voice. Ooh, yeah, stepson. In her thick Yorkshire accent. (laughs) (laughs) The lads were yelling, next one, stepson. Ragged like stepmom. In the background, as balls were flying around the park, square leg umpire seemed particularly confused and curious and inquired to our skipper at 45 what I've been doing to my stepmom. 
It was a long day that Sunday, but I feel this Triple P trumps any Triple C out there. I'm now routinely referred to as stepson within the club on and off the pitch. Okay, then he says, keep my name out of it, please. (laughs) (laughs) I have a prestigious job that may look down upon my aforementioned behavior and requested my professionalism and or integrity. Cheers for your time, boys. All the best. I'll take your name out. Um, Well, I think that, look, there'll be people who are listening to this who will be thinking, okay, this is a little bit of, I took a few wickets and got one, did you? Story. But I actually think, I don't think he hides it. I don't think this is a, this is one where it's like I'm tr- um, I want you to look at this hand here, but I'm actually talking about this hand here. You know right, what I mean? Right, this right, this right, is right, like, right. look, this is what happened. Yeah, and I want you to acknowledge that this was a good day for me. Yep, and um, I want you to invent a new category that takes into account mm-hmm. someone who takes wickets, um, basically instead of scores runs. That's what he's asking, and then it's bu- and and he's buttressing it with sure. An extremely funny story. Mm. Um, and I was also put off by you saying brazzers as well. Um, but that's one of those things where like, you sort of say it out loud. Is it because... Like, what do you say, brazzers? I've heard others say it that way. I don't, I've, I don't really know what it is, but... Um, <laughs> I've heard others. I've heard Just others. around the traps. Yeah, yeah. Around the office. Yeah. Uh, so... And I'm not... You know, the thing is, like, with the, tri- with the triple C, like, it's obviously batter-friendly. It's more than better friendly. It's completely discriminatory against bowlers. It, it is. It basically says bowlers can't be part of these these nights. Yes, um, or part of any team. Part of any team can't can't achieve. Just can't achieve this this stuff. Yeah, uh, they are lepers. Yeah, they're le- they're less than they're less than batters. And I'm kind of I'm kind of keen to keep it that way. To be honest, it's just that's just how it is. You know, like bowlers can't take part in this kind of stuff. But it's yep. the thing is, he's he's put together a very funny story, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Um, to kind of lend weight to the to the yeah. consideration of a new category. Look, that that uh, that is true because like, but then also part of the question of cricket of like, what's the equivalent of scoring a hundred for a bowler? And it's like, is it a fiver? And people are like, nah, it's not. It's probably six. Probably six. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I've never heard that. I've never heard anybody say like, oh. Equivalent of 100 is actually six, not five. A six five. Yeah, okay. Well, let me put it to you like this. How many club bowlers have yeah. taken a fifer? Yeah. I would say almost all of them. Yeah. How many batters have ever scored 100 in their oh. entire life? Yeah. 25%? Really? You think so? You think it's less? Um. Never going to know the answer. Nah. Uh, so, so. <laughs> yeah. So, guess you're right. <laughs> it's it's what I feel. I take I take your point. I just, just in terms of this new category, poles, pints, and pump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I like it because it's, it's, it's kind of disgusting. Yeah, it's not as nuanced as. But, I mean, chop, you know, century circuit chop. Mm-hmm. Pints, yeah. Like the century circuit chop is, is it's much more specific. Like mm. you have made one hundred runs. Yeah. You have got like, a circuit is its own contained specific thing, and so is a chop. Really, do we? 
did we did he say how many wickets he got? Yeah, he got five. He did get five. He got five. But the, but the uh, title, five. The, the, five. The, title yeah. the title of it is polls. It's not clear now. Is it is polls? Oh, that means five. I guess that you know. You can, sure, polls, sure. Polls pints. Now people are going to start to get upset about the 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 word that you use for beers. Like, mm. like it, it is is pints by and large. Right, but there frothy's are, five for fuck. <laughs> Get the order right. Five for Froffies. Fuck. <laughs> Froffies with an F. With an F. Froffies. Froffies. Five for yeah. Froffies. Fuck. <laughs> you know what? I'm look. I love for what it's it. worth. <laughs> it's triple F. <laughs> I think you've invented a new category. It was it was an issue of naming convention. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if our if our mate would accept that. Mm. Five for Froffies. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't say frothies. No, it's not frothies. 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 It's the alliteration yes. of the letter F. Yes. Something to think about. Fuck. <laughs> I think we've done it. I think yeah, we've done it. The next one, the next Ask TDC, it needs its own time. Okay. I think. Okay. Or do you, or do you, or you so when you, when you just been done with this question or do you want to go? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I meant. You want to go? I don't mind. I don't mind. What are you feeling right now? Uh, this is. I just really enjoyed this question. Yep. Um, all right. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Patrick writes in to finish off the show today. But <clears throat> I direct you to the attached and ask but a simple question. Is this the greatest offering in the history of our esteemed sport? What I provide you is a diary entry from the New Zealand cricket captain himself, Walter Hadley. Yes, for your myopic Australian consumers of cricket, that is Sir Richard's father. On Tuesday, 1 March 1949, the entry followed the New Zealand team's visit to the Sydney cricket ground for a one-day, zero-night stopover in Sydney en route to England for a six-month-long tour. His diary of the now famous, at least for New Zealand cricketing nuffies such as I, tour of the 49ers has been published by Sir Richard and his siblings as The Skipper's Diary. The levels to it, points one through five, each striving for new heights of alphadom, or should that be Alpha Don? Nice. Yours in alpha appreciation, some beta kiwi. <laughs> P.S. One might assume that having proven himself to be a beta blubbering mess upon exiting test cricket the previous year, the Don was on an all-out mission to reaffirm alpha standing during his last forays in first-class cricket, during which this interaction took place. Now, for the benefit of the listener and viewer, I suppose, uh, Patrick has inserted or embedded in a screenshot, uh, which is of a hard copy book. That he was referring to, um, which obviously is the Skipper's Diary, which is Sir Walter Hadley recounting this uh, experience he had. Now, can I read? He goes, "Yeah, may I read points one through five? So, so Walter, uh, sorry, Walter Hadley, Sir Richard's father, recounting an interaction with none other than Sir Donald Bradman." <clears throat> um, and it reads: "So this is these these are not our words; these are Walter Hadley's words." <laughs> In a book, so in print. <laughs> and you can see it here. I'm looking at it. Sir Donald Bradman was most discourteous to us during our short time in Sydney. This was a poor show. One, he did not attend lunch where his place was set next to me. New line. Two, he did not make any attempt to meet our players. 
New line. Three. When we went to the dressing room to meet him, he lay naked on the massage table and simply turned his head to meet each one of us. <laughs> Four. He later stayed under a shower when I was talking to him. <laughs> he did not shake hands when I offered him congratulations on his knighthood. <laughs> Five. He did not bat when 61 runs were required to win. He could easily have done so, especially as he has just been given £10,000 by the cricketers of Australia. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh. I mean, Patrick's completely right. Each line beneath mm. the following, more and more alpha. Now, oh, he goes, I think I get the sense from Patrick mm. that this is a kind, like that the Don was kind of, you know, had been beaten by his exit from test cricket and right. was trying to reestablish some kind of alphadom mm. in a rude way. And I feel like Patrick is kind of defending the honour of – his compatriot, Walter mm -hmm. Hadley, and, you know, his son, Sir Richard, and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. Now, I'm really sorry, but I don't see it that way at all. And I think any suggestion of, that, that Don Bradman is beater in any way is sacrilegious and reflects on his own insecurities as a Kiwi. Uh, I am yeah. extremely proud to now get first-hand yeah. accounts in the flesh yep. of Bradman doing naked stuff. Yep. Big time. Bradman doing shower stuff. Shower, alpha, naked always, stuff. You know, with Bradman, it's always about dignity. It's always about play the game for the game's sake. Like, yep. he's this kind of – he's this figure of uh, – he's a, he's a deity of, like, grace and purity. Mm -hmm. And we've always known you can't score that many nah, runs nah, nah, or nah, be nah. that good at the game nah. that, that, like, requires – like virtues, or not virtues, it requires characteristics of selfishness, yes. acquisitiveness. We know the whole thing is a lie. Exactly. And now we have this beautiful image of a fucking nuded up Bradman simply turning his head to acknowledge <laughs> New Zealanders. <laughs> <laughs> Stepped off the boat to come and meet the great Sir Donald. Yeah. We've got Bradman... Going, I'm not having a fucking stick and taking 10k. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's we've right. got Bradman. I'm just we've sucking got, 10k. We've got fucking nude. We've got Bradman probably hog out, saying g'day to blokes <laughs> under the shower. I mean, this is great. Cock between thumb and forefinger, just getting a bit of blood in there. Just letting him know. Hey, hopefully, not shaking hands because he's busy. That's right. Chubbing that's, up. That's right. He's chubby. <laughs> he's trying to make it thicker. Before he heads into the sheds. So, any, any suggestion? I appreciate what Patrick's put forward. It's beautifully yeah. written. Yeah. But any, any kind of attempt to sort of say this reflects on any beatedom from Bradman is just is just plain He's wrong. just completely out for New Zealand. And I think mm. that, that's where our relationship with New Zealand comes. And that, they can make as many finals as they like. <laughs> Don't really rate it. I'd like to think that Bradman had never behaved like this to any other nation. It was his <laughs> first time meeting New Zealanders. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know? I thought at the beginning where um, he was saying he did not attend lunch where his place was sat next to me. I was like, okay, a couple of sour grapes here. Yeah. The Don's had a look and he's like, mm, wouldn't have thought Who's so. Who's that? <laughs> 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 I'd like to think that he was sat in the change rooms. He's listed to bat. 
I don't know whether he's playing this game or not. Yeah. Because there's some suggestion there's 61 runs to get. So mm. they've stepped off the boat and they want to watch the mm. Don Bat yeah. or something. Yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to think he was given ten thousand pounds in an envelope. Yeah. Before informing people that he also wouldn't be batting. Yeah. He's done <laughs> enough of that. You know. <laughs> But it's it's really it's the massage table it's the nude massage table and, massage the, sh- table and the, the shower tubs. scene yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'd like to learn more about yes and anyone with more information about that particular scene please get in contact to Crime Stoppers <laughs> <laughs> and then record yourself doing that calling Crime Stoppers then yeah. send that in send to it, us send it to and us and we'll put it in the visceral minute that's right that's right. Uh, all right, that's. I think that's 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 been that's been a nice show. That's been a nice show this week. Uh, we've got more stuff coming out later this week, and of course, patrons get all the information, um, all the information, all the stuff we we've ever done ever, uh, and continue to do so. If you want that track, if you want those uh, those live show tickets, if you want the pre-sale tickets, if you want the discount, patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. More to come on that and the live shows, and yeah, regular sales coming out on Friday. Uh, but you know, you can find us on the internet any way you like. See you guys later.